Hey everybody, it's your old friend John DeLuna with another fine, fine episode of the RFC mini-cast. Uh, fresh off a high from BotCon, joining me is XV and Melvar. How are you gentlemen tonight? Fantastic. A little bit of indigestion, it'll pass, I'm, I'm cool. Yeah, I heard that there was like a half second of delay there as you guys like pondered the answer. Like, <laughs> how much how much to give me? That's factual, and then how much is like your pat, just kind of positive answer. Uh, it's like it's like when somebody, um, if you're in the elevator at work or wherever, and you ask the guy next to you, you know, like, uh, so how's the weather? And uh, if they like pause for like a half second, you know they're a thinker. You, you know, they didn't just throw out like the, oh, you know, that's good, you know, looking like rain. If they pause for like half a second, that guy's a thinker. Watch out for him. Plus, plus it seems to me like, you know, the, the canned positive response just for social politeness it's been done so i'm just gonna i'm just gonna start giving the real answer yes or give just a completely inappropriate answer like if somebody asks you how the weather is respond with like salami <laughs> or bacon that's not that's not the degree of inappropriate i really had in mind when you suggested giving an inappropriate answer but you know my, my version of inappropriate is insane that's... Your version of inappropriate is probably a lot more appropriate than my version of inappropriate. Oh, dear. Okay. So, on that note, gentlemen, <laughs> we've, we've talked about this uh, topic for a while, kind of batted it around. So, we're finally getting to it, and it's exciting, uh, because um, the topic today is what comes after Combiner Wars. And specifically, you know, we've heard some snippets and kind of some, some shadowy um, little, you know, snippets of things here and there titan wars and possibly what it could be and we'll get into that in the show but really what we were talking about when we were proposing this show to each other is what can hasbro do to top combiner wars what's left after almost a decade of classics culminating in combiner wars so um let's just get into it first of all i guess to kind of set up the conversation what i'll ask you guys is where does combiner wars rank in terms of Say classics, generations, universe, chug. Um, I mean, is this the kind of ultimate expression of that for both of you guys? What do you guys think of Combiner Wars? Combiner Wars is exactly the thing that I've wanted since Generations started. So, I mean, this is this is like the peak for me. I honestly don't know what they can do to keep me interested after this. I think my answer is going to be a little more complicated because, like, basically every iteration of the classics idea it's giving me something else that i really enjoy in a different way um and giving me specific things that i really like to incorporate into my collection uh you know universe gave us like these great ultra class figures which admittedly most of which have become obsolete with newer toys but like i still have my botcon clench out of that so that's a victory um but like what combiner wars does for me is it gives me Almost like the distilled down essence of classics, but it also gives it in a way that's like the most fun as a toy function of any of it so far. I do, th- I do think that's a really good point, specifically with Combiner Wars. The engineering and kind of the level of complexity, the sweet spot that they hit, really feels almost perfect as far as like complexity for each price point. And I, I mean, this is like 90% the deluxe um, level of toy, but they've really kind of like refined it and, and, and taken a few steps back in terms of complexity, actually. And I think they've really hit on something that's really satisfying and, and works for both adults and kids. Would you guys mm-hmm. agree? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think so. Now, here's the caveat with Combiner Wars, to, not to throw a wet blanket on it, but it is a consideration. Um, 
you know, we're, we're, we're filling up. We're so satisfied. We're kind of basking in the glow of Combiner Wars. Before we jump ahead and discuss, like, what can, what can happen after Combiner Wars that could possibly keep us around, Combiner Wars itself um, is happening incredibly fast. It feels like it's moving very, very rapidly. We're getting wave after wave after wave of teams. And the nature of Combiner Wars is reusing molds or chassis or core elements of, of toys and in some cases reshelling them uh, very substantially in other cases we're already starting to see not so much so are you are you guys kind of wary of kind of fatigue are you guys worried that that's a risk um, that we could you know kind of face I'm starting to, to feel uh, like a bit of fatigue towards some of the molds mm-hmm because I mean, like you said, it's been going very fast so far. We've we've been going for just about a little over six months now. Uh, the initial stuff hit around Christmas time, and I've already got three complete combiners and some extra pieces sitting here. So I mean, they're cranking these out as fast as they possibly can. Yeah, I think I think fatigue is a problem, and like what's really highlighted that for me is uh, when we saw 2016's blast off, which is just slingshot in brown. Mm-hmm. And I think I think that um, that more than Vortex just being a straight Alpha Bravo recolor kind of hit home to me. I think we've actually kind of reached a tipping point with this, where if this is the trend that's going to continue into 2016, we are going to be on like the downward turn of Combiner Wars. Yeah, I think for me, um, for me, Vortex was kind of a uh, 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 gave me pause it was a moment that gave me pause and really honestly like kind of like the 84 team that they put together gives me a little bit of pause there's some neat ideas in there mostly surrounding prime with star convoy head but mm-hmm. i gotta tell you like like a lot of those characters kind of pushing it to 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 say this is oh this is ironhide and even sunstreaker sunstreaker's not terrible but it's a mold i've already seen like a couple times like i know the deal you know what i mean Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, as a follow-up to this, do you think Combiner Wars is moving too fast? That's that's a very good question. I'm I'm excited that we're, you know, getting these figures as fast as we are, but it's only moving this fast because we're seeing reuse after reuse after reuse of molds. I mean, Alpha Bravo. I I love Alpha Bravo. Great figure, but we've already gotten him twice. We we've got him as, you know, Alpha Bravo and Blades. We've got him coming up as Vortex. Speculation is that two of the members of the uh, Victorian Combiner are both the Alpha Bravo mold, and the subscription service for for next year has one of them in there. We're going to have like six uses of this one mold by the time all is said and done. With only a new head to distinguish any of them from the others. And so far, only and so far, only Blades is has the different head. That's really interesting. It's kind of scary too, and and I think maybe the. The speed or kind of velocity of the line, it's almost impossible to avoid just because of the nature of how they release stuff. So, like packs of cases of four deluxes, and they're always going to have a, a Voyager, a leader here and there, but they're not combiners. They're more of like just kind of explorations of stuff. And they're neat too. I mean, thank goodness we have the leaders too to kind of mix things up. But the way they release cases of deluxes and, and Voyagers. It almost makes it impossible for them to kind of string this out. They, they, they're they almost forced to release entire teams together at this point. I know this wouldn't be, like, universally liked, but I wouldn't hate it if they found a way to kind of get back to how they split Superion and Minasaur up over two waves 
because that did I, – I feel like on some level that made you appreciate Superion and Minasaur a little bit more because it took longer um, to assemble them. What do you guys think about that? I think it was a little more frustrating, honestly. That's the counter, obviously. That's the counter yeah. argument. It, it's, it's like immediate gratification versus, yeah, you do have to wait. But I think I think part of the frustration was is that we got the one Stunicon with all of the other aerial bots. <laughs> if you you know halved up the the deluxe waves, I think it wouldn't be quite so bad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I know they probably did that. I, I think I've heard like various production reasons and and you know delays and timelines and things like that kind of caused them to 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 split the waves like that. But you're right. Even even if technically they only had to like delay one of the team members it would have been better to do a 50 50 split that would have meant a little bit more or looked it would have looked better for sure so we've kind of given combiner wars a temperature check and as we talked in the pre-show it's been almost 10 years since uh since classics started and now we're actually starting to get to the point where we've gotten to like oh the combiner years and now we're kind of seeing rumors that we may get to the master years Headmasters, perhaps perhaps Power Masters and Target Masters, we're not sure, with Titan Wars. And we may know more after San Diego Comic-Con, but we're talking about it now. Chris, I'll start with you. What do you think of the idea of going from Combiners to a Masters theme as the follow-up? One thing that I think has been important ever since Classic started is it needs to get out of 1984 to 1986. And, you know, if this is going to be a line that's split between titan-style toys with the Fort Max we saw, and then going down into smaller headmasters and hopefully power masters and stuff too. You know, it's it's a good step towards actually getting later G1 into the Classics cycle more fully, even though the things we've seen are still, you know, 1985. But, like, just on that premise alone, I think it's good. I uh, would not have a problem with headmaster characters like original headmaster characters getting cycled in too since you know it's something that has not been explored really yet and it's kind of a hole in the like official collection side of things you know obviously the third parties have kind of gotten into that a little bit to try to fill that in but at the same time with the way the engineering has gone in combiner wars i think like hasbro headmasters would be really enjoyable if they keep along the same design philosophy i think the my interest has definitely peaked with the uh, the Titan War stuff, especially with the Fort Max, you know, out there coming. But it doesn't quite hit the uh, nostalgia nerve that the Combiner Wars did. Like I said, uh, when Classic started, when that first Optimus Prime and Bumblebee and Starscream those came out, I was like, okay, where are the Constructicons? You know, <laughs> where are the Aerial Bots? Yeah, I've been waiting for this literally for nine years. Um, the Titan Wars looks promising, but. I I just don't think it it has the appeal for me personally that Combiner Wars does. I feel like Combiner Wars is something that kind of just underneath the surface for the certainly for the collectors fandom has been something that we've been kind of like clamoring for, maybe not like verbalizing it, but we've been clamoring for it for like you say for a long time. Like for a long long time. I think people have like the idea of a G1 Devastator was something that we wouldn't even like imagine until, frankly, third parties started to roll them out for many hundreds of dollars. And, and we realized, like, oh, this is, like, a possible thing, legal or not. Um, and I know that at the panel, at the, at the Hasbro panel this year at BACON, I believe somebody asked if third-party work has an impact on Hasbro. And Hasbro said no. 
I personally don't know if I believe like that as a hundred percent. No, it's hard to ignore. <laughs> it's hard to ignore when somebody takes your intellectual property and, and starts selling it for ten times the retail that you historically sell it for. It's hard to ignore that, and it's hard to ask yourself why I'm not. Why am I not doing that to some level? But um, I feel like for a long time we, we were starting to get jaded by Chug. And Combiner Wars kind of shook us out of that because it really is like an amazing thing. Um, and it kind of disrupted us again. I don't know if Masters is just going to have that same kind of disruption because there's a certain magic about Combiners that all the other gimmicks just don't have. So if it's not Masters for you guys, is there anything that's kind of an untouched concept or, or a new concept in your minds that you would like to see Hasbro do in this world, or I'll propose this to you guys. Do you think after Combined Wars and maybe after Titan Wars that it's, it's time for them to take a year or two off of doing this quote unquote Neo G1 kind of line? You know, it's really hard to say because, like, I've been thinking about it, too. And, like, I think one of the main things that makes Combiner Wars really stand out the way it is is because it does so much while being so simple. You know, it's a lot of fun in a lot of different ways. And it's hard to imagine that, you know, expressing some other idea like uh, Headmasters or Pretenders or anything like that would really hit that same balance. Like, they could be done to an equal level of... uh, efficient engineering where they're simple and fun to play with still, but they still would not give you quite as much as combiner wars would. And I mean, at some point they are going to have to step back and take a little time away from redoing G one over and over again, just because it's going to wear thin at some point. That's, that's been my worry for quite a while that this has been, this has been riding high for as long as it has. It can't last forever. And eventually it's going to start to falter. I think they need to sit down and look at it and start exploring different ways to actually get this across again. You know, bring something new to it while still revisiting the classic stuff that, you know, they like doing and they know the fans are into seeing on the shelves. You can't keep going over and over the same characters again without starting to breathe something new into it. Combiner Wars is trying to do that with the uh, 84 Autobot Combiner characters. You know, that's introducing a whole new dynamic into those characters, but like you were saying close to the start of this, you know, it's a little questionable at places. Like, you know, we've got two teams of those coming, and as it is, if I'm lucky, between those two sets of four, I will have enough figures I'm interested in getting to get one full combiner out of them. Matt, are you feeling those 84, 85 teams? What do you think about those? I am a G1 fan, no doubt about it. I, I love the 84, 85, 86 bots, but I mean, we have been getting them steadily for nine years now. Um, just because... I mean, I love this stuff. I realize that there are fans of other, you know, eras of Transformers out there. There are Beast Force fans, Beast Machines fans, God help them, robots in disguise fans. But uh, I'm thinking that maybe there is starting to get a little oversaturation. I mean, we're – how many more Optimus Primes are we going to get? How many more Bumblebees Mm -hmm. are we going to get? Maybe it is time to, you know, take a little step back and let some of these other eras get a little love. Yeah, I think for me, the the moment when I was like, Ugh, like this is getting kind of 
old or, or this is like this is kind of like starting to eat itself alive is when we got the new leader Jetfire, who is not bad. I actually like him. And I and I do think like pound for pound, I might, I think I do like him better than classics Jetfire, but he also came like a decade later in development. So he's basically from a different time. But I felt like I felt like in my head we had just gotten classics Jetfire, even though it was many many years prior. But it but in my head it was like, well, I just got this toy, or I already have one on the shelf, and. On top of that, Leader Jetfire is explicitly for us. I mean, they say as much in panels that Generations is for the collector fan. It's for mm-hmm. it's for the Botcom person. So so it is for me. But they haven't taken a breath in, in all those years. And in my head, I feel like I just got one, even though that's not true. And then, like like you guys say, like I now I'm getting another Ironhide and Wheeljack and Trailbreaker and. Or trail cutter and and within in that case I did get one very recently from you know from Hasbro or Takara, so yeah it's starting to it's starting to kind of like double over and kind of fold into itself in a really weird way. Um, do you guys think uh, there's going to be a time when like in the early 2000s, the late 90s, when we had Beast Wars, that they go in a different direction as far as like alt modes as the primary theme of the toys, or do you think that we are now kind of Firmly entrenched in cars and planes forever. I have a hard time thinking that like beast modes are going to make a serious comeback because like beast hunters would have been the gateway to that, and we can see with that over with, we're basically back to square one again. Mm-hmm. The robots in disguise line is kind of hybridizing it with the bestial robot modes, but they still turn into cars and planes and things. So we're still not really getting far off the off the mark. And you've already stated. Uh, quite violently, Matt, on this uh, on this show, on this episode, the, how much you're a fan of G1. So, truck not monkey, am I right? I didn't say it, but I'm not going to uh, deny Ob- it. Object. <laughs> you're not going to object. Uh, you know. You know. On that note, what would be the greatest thing for them to do in classics is to go back into the archives, find all the trans tech concept design stuff, and produce like you know six or eight months worth of toys around that stuff. So you get your monkey truck, you get your uh, fancy hybrid beast Starscream thing, you know, you get all that kind of stuff that has been something in the fandom consciousness for a long time, but it's just far enough back now that for the majority of people, it would be something fresh and different. Yeah, that's true. And it would be something that um, a lot of people remember, frankly, at least collectors would have like a fondness for it. Um, And you never know. As scary as it seems, I mean, Classics in 2007 was originally considered like a filler line uh, yeah. when the movie was kicking up and see how that turned out. So it's kind of unfortunate that we've settled so firmly into cars and planes and, and, and you know, kind of your traditional vehicles. But like you said, XV, I mean, at the end of the day, the market kind of decides that. I mean, they, they, tried, yeah. they tried a beast phase a year or two ago, didn't fly. So, you know, it is what it is. Transformers keep coming back to the same kind of core alt modes. Um, to wrap up the show, guys, I do want to talk about Bicon, what we saw when it came to Combiner Wars, and just kind of go over that just quickly again, just to get your thoughts. One of the things that I kind of thought up as a good question, now that we've had a couple weeks to kind of stew on what we saw on Bicon, I'll propose this, propose this to you guys. Speaking of, like, alt modes, why do you think 
they chose Skylinks. What do you think was going through Hasbro's head when they made the selection, or Takara's head, when they both made the selection of, yeah, let's do Skylinks as a, <laughs> as a, as a Voyager torso? We actually had the chance to talk to a couple of the guys. Uh, we talked to Mark Weber from Hasbro directly. We also talked to uh, Justin from Hunter PR. And, you know, that was kind of one of the things that did come up in the conversation. And I think even when I was talking to John Morden and them in my interview, like one recurring thing is, you know, Skylinks has not had an update ever of the actual character. Uh, there was the name reuse in Beast Hunters, but, you know, for 30 years or 28, I guess, since uh, the toy actually debuted, um, you know, that's been something that's been untouched. So it's been it it basically came up on their list. You know, this can work for what we're doing and be something different and update this character that hasn't had attention in all these years. So, I mean, that's that's actually something we heard like direct report on for how that came to be. So that that's kind of that was kind of a fun little extra just getting mm. to talk to them and hear some of the stuff. That's very cool. And I, I like the non-traditionalness that Skylinks is bringing into this, too. Like, it's not making me want most of the rest of the associated wave with the other Autobot cars, but I'm definitely on board for that Skylinks as a torso. Matt, what about you? Skylinks, yay or nay? Uh, yay. Definitely yay. <laughs> um, I... I have no idea what they were thinking when, uh, whenever they pulled Skylinks out, but I'm glad they were thinking it. Th- this is the way to, to keep me interested right here. I mean, this, this isn't just another Optimus Prime. This isn't just another Bumblebee. This is reaching back to a character we never thought we were going to get an update of, especially, you know, th- this close to its original form and, it, and super updated into the Combiner Wars line. Um, I'm not super thrilled with uh, his team. Because it's just you know more boring mold reuses, but if they can reach and dig and get us characters that we're not expecting, that's a that's a way to keep me excited. And that's going to get like hard to do too. But 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 the ones that are left are sure going to be op- obscure. But there there is an option too, like uh, our Alpha Bravo, our Off Road, and our mm. Rooks, mm-hmm. uh, new characters. Mm-hmm. Yes, last week I was talking to Rob Clay a little bit about uh, BotCon, and he was of the opinion that when it came to Blastoff, he actually would have rather had them do the Alpha Bravo treatment. And yeah, it's a jet that's colored just like Blastoff, but it's not Blastoff. It's actually a new character in the universe of Combiner Wars. But what do you guys think about that idea? No, I'm I'm for that. I mean, I think that would work better in the long run just given all the situation. That's absolutely what I thought was going to happen anyway. I was surprised when we found out we were going to get all five originals. Yeah, it, it um, and I don't know what it does for the prospects of Takara doing a space shuttle, but I would be surprised if they don't do a space shuttle at this point. Anyway, yeah. then mm-hmm. Blast Off 2, or the real Blast Off. The Blast Off is what it should say on the packaging. <laughs> uh, yeah, the only Blast Off you need. Um, guys, any other thoughts to wrap up the show? Uh, when it comes to what comes after Combiner Wars, Titan Wars, what do you hope to see out of Titan Wars? I think we're at a really good place with the complexity level because they're showing how much these Combiner Wars molds can do while actually doing so little. And that that efficiency, that economy of design is something I've been really impressed with. I'd like to see that carry on just as a design theme no matter what they do going forward. Um 
as far as more specific to the line itself, it's it's hard to say. Like, you know, like I was saying before, I'd like to see some 87 and 88 in there just to start cycling in these characters that have not otherwise gotten representation. Um, with the FunPub's uh, fourth subscription set, we can figure out some stuff that we're not going to see as part of the main line. Otherwise, it wouldn't be there. Uh, but, I mean, it, there's still plenty of range for that to be left open. Like, kind of, if anything, I'd sort of like to see Titan Wars be more of a, a mishmash thing, representing more than a couple different concepts, just to have some variety. And, you know, if there's going to be, like, retread stuff in there, let us have some options to choose from and what we want to get out of that what kind of stuff we want to upgrade from what's already in our collections where it's not just, okay, you have that character like that already. Here's a newer one that does something a little bit different, but is fundamentally just the same thing again. Hmm. So, you know, a headmaster blaster headmaster Soundwave, probably off of that. It's, it's maybe not everyone's ideal, but it could bring something new to the character that would be interesting enough to justify an upgrade. First off, I'm interested to see the Fortress Maximus and see how they're going to make that work. If it is indeed uh, a retread of the Metroplex mold, because that doesn't have a very large head. So I'm interested to see what they've got planned there. As far as the adding adding new things to Soundwave and, and Blaster to kind of make them more interesting, I would much rather see characters that haven't been remade yet. Because, I mean, we, we got a Soundwave and Blaster not that long ago. So I, I want to see more characters dig in dig into that 87 88 line yeah i i'm thinking like snapdragon and ape face and that kind of good stuff you absolutely know? and uh and and be it leader or voyager class that those characters seem to fit those larger those larger classes it'd be fun um thank you guys uh for a fun little jaunt down combiner and titan war lane um before we go and before we say goodbye, goodbye, I want to remind everybody listening to this fine podcast that it is sponsored by you. That is, if you go to tfradio.net, click the Amazon link, and do your Amazon shopping as usual. You don't have to buy anything extra. You don't have to do anything different. But when you check out some nickels and dimes, literally in a bag, get mailed to Brian Kilby, and he uses them to keep the, keep the lights on. Literally, his house is so well lit. You know, yes. Devastator's up there right now as of this recording. Yes. There's no better thing to go and buy through tfradio.net slash Amazon. Did you hear that, man? Go to tfradio.net, click the Amazon link, and buy three Devastators. And uh, we'll thank you, and we'll let you know when uh, Brian uh, puts the down payment on his new Corvette. Uh, with all that Devastator money. <laughs> so, until uh, next minicast, uh, for XV and for Matt, say goodbye, guys. Goodbye, guys. Uh, this is John. We'll see you. Music provided by bensound.com. <laughs>